Four minutes after 12 is the time. The phone lines are open. If you're familiar with how this works, grab one while you can. 0345 6060973 is the number that you need. I, I'm going to take a moment just to re- remind you and possibly inform new listeners of what Mystery Hour is all about. It's a, it's a weekly opportunity to achieve enlightenment, to, to get answers to questions that you've thus far failed to resolve. It is the radio equivalent of those very popular newspaper features where readers write in and then wait a few days or a few weeks for another reader to write in with an answer. What are you allowed to ask? Absolutely anything you want. Seriously, as long as it's neither boring nor repetitious. And I'll tell you what I mean by boring or repetitious right now. Boring, I'm afraid, is very much in the ear of the beholder. But as a general rule of thumb, if it's a question to which only you will be interested in the answer, we probably won't take it. Right? If it's a question in which we think lots of people will be interested in the answer, we will. Repetitious is much easier to understand. If you ask a question that we've dealt with relatively recently, uh, and some things do come around again, inevitably, because Mystery has been running for a while now. But if, uh, if, if Jones the Engineer and I can't remember the answer, then we'll probably let you ask it again. That, that's pretty much it. So we're looking for who's, why's, when's, where's, wherefores, withers, whences. And it can, to give you an idea of the broad spectrum of questions that can be answered, some... I, I always ask the answerer for qualifications. And by that, I don't mean, you know, bag of gymnastics, award four, or, or a GCSE in baby washing. I mean, w- w- what gives you this knowledge? And the answer to that question, what are your qualifications, can range and frequently does from, well, I saw it on telly last week, James, right through to probably our most frequent contributor. Well, I am the professor of the public understanding of science at the University of Brighton. In that case, Professor Hal will uh, be on the other end of the line. We also have a professor of robotics at the University of Middlesex, and I'm still waiting for the professor, professorial hat-trick to pop in. We need, we need one more professor on the board regularly so that we have a full house, a hat-trick of professors. But I, I mention that because the qualifications could come from anywhere. So you might be sitting, oh, I'm not going to know anything. You might well, because of a job you did 20 years ago, because of a book you read last week, because of the career that you've devoted your entire life to. We get an aviation question, a pilot will ring in. We get a wildlife question, someone who saw a David Attenborough documentary last night might ring in. Absolutely anything goes. That's, I think, why it's so interesting. At least that's why part of the reason why I like it so much. Uh, the number, I will remind you of whenever i have a phone line free and uh, for people listening on the podcast uh, i have endeavored uh, recently to include you in the questioning process by inviting you to submit a question via twitter and you have done i've got a few so i will select one of those as well but only for people listening on the podcast if you if you if you listen on the Radio, if you listen at the normal time and you're too shy to ring in, I, I don't think it's fair to... Uh, correct you, there's a presenter from another radio station there who's submitted one. Can I... Can I, I, if I <laughs> how kind of you? <laughs> um, we'll find one on the, uh, on the Twitter. We'll find one on Twitter that we can put through, I think, for the uh, uh, main, main event, as it were. We'll come up with a question from Twitter Mystery Hour that we can include for people who only listen on the podcast rather than people who listen uh, live as it were. That's pretty much it. Is there, is there any, other, any other quibbles? Anything else not clear on how this works? I don't think so. It's an incredibly busy show, so the turnover of calls is crucial. It means that if you don't get through immediately, try, try, and try again. I'm told, I'm told that uh, the best way to ensure you get through, people like Wayne in Basildon, who seem to pop up every week, just judicious use of redial. The, 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 the trick is to sort of spot where the lulls are in the calls when people have hung up. It means there'll be a phone line free. All of those things could equip you with what you need to get your question or indeed your answer on the board. Eight minutes after 12 is the time. Uh, mystery is afoot. Anthony's in Harrow. Anthony, what's your question? 
Hi, James. Um, do horses ever get tired of standing up? Because I've never seen one sitting down. Do they sleep standing up, don't they? Well, yes. Yeah, so do they get... T- I mean, you know... Well, that's your answer, isn't it? I mean, if you've never uh, seen one... Lo- sleep st- I've, ne- I've never seen one... I don't know. I've never seen one asleep. So... You've never seen one lying down? I've never seen one lying down, and I've never seen one... I've seen... You have. You've you've been to the New Forest, ever? I mean, you see the ponies lying down there, having a bit of a frolic, rolling around in the soil? No. I mean, I I have to be honest with you, James. Every time I've got through to give you an answer, you blow me out of the water. And I I had a funny feeling... (laughs) That I was going to blow you out with the water for your question as well. Five times. This is five times lucky. (laughs) Well, I feel bad now, mate. You've played. You've played. You've 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 played the guilt card, haven't you? Very well. Well, I'm trying not to. Well, you totally have. Okay. You totally have. You played it very effectively. I I, I feel I can't dismiss this out of hand now, given that your commitment to mystery hour is is exemplary, Anthony. Absolutely. If I could give you a medal, I would. Good work, James. I'll take it. (laughs) Do horses ever get tired of standing up? You're in. (laughs) Gina's in Bedford. Gina, question or answer? Question, please, James. Carry on, Gina. Um, Cats and dogs. Is this this Pets Corner (laughs) this week? Horses and cats. Whatever next. Carry on. Uh, Why do they not get a mouthful of fur to be signed the cream themselves? Dogs. They're always molting. Why don't dogs, but cats do? Well, occasionally. Occasionally cats get furballs. It's not all the time. So what, but dogs never do. You never... It's a different type of fur on a cat. Yeah, but dogs are always molting. There's hair all over my house. But it doesn't coagulate in the same way that softer cat fur does. (laughs) The fur... Wet fur sticks together. Wet dog hairs would still... Would still be... You're not going to take my answer, whatever I say, are you? No. No. frankly, why should you? Yeah. Why don't dogs do furballs? (laughs) <laughs> do you know some weeks the uh the quality of the questions lends itself to the professors and the academics that ring into the program i'm not sure that horses standing up and dogs not having fur balls is going to be impressing the intellectual credibility of mystery hour upon new listeners gina i i just want you to know oh, that i think it's up there do you really <laughs> Yeah, all right you're on we'll do our best thank you very much gina it's 10 minutes after 12 uh, do horses ever get tired of standing up and why don't dogs have fur balls? Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. If you can answer either of those, or of course, if you have a question of your own that you're keen to get on the board, um, and I'm going to find the one off 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 Twitter that I promised I would as well. The way to do it is that's nice as well. Told you all sorts. Listen, just out of the operating theatre in time for mystery hour. I wonder that's Lauren. I bet that's the nurse that rang in in the last hour as well. And if you follow me on Twitter, by the way, there is an astonishing uh, cooperation. What's it called? When two people do something together, not a cooperation. Collaboration between Tinchy Strider, the urban music star, and the Chuckle Brothers. I, I've tweeted the video of that if you follow me. It's one of the best things you'll see all day, I suspect. So get yourself over to um, LBC for that if you can. Now, what question shall we choose for twitter mystery hour i'll get back to that in a second roy's in barnet roy question or answer oh good afternoon james hello good afternoon um first i can't believe i've got through at long last would you like to would you like to make a single sound of excitement (laughs) yes over the moon there you go carry on thanks james well i've got a mate at work his head is bald and it is the shiniest thing i've ever seen yeah i've got i've got a colleague like that as well why people's heads are just so shiny. If it, for example, if, if he was opposite where I live, yeah. I'd have no problem getting out of my house every morning. I, <laughs> think I, I think I know this one. Go on. Well, 
Why do you wash your hair? To keep it clean, yeah, but... So what, what I, makes it dirty? What makes it dirty? Yeah, yeah. Just being out every day, no, I guess. No, 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 no. If you, if you walked around with a shower cap on, you'd still have to wash your hair once a week. Why would that be, Roy? I don't know. Tell me, James. Because of the oils being secreted. Oh. I, think, I think it may even be called sebum. Sebum. Wow. S-E-B-U-M. So you're, just because you haven't got any hair doesn't mean the oil's not being... <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm not far off it. <laughs> so well, you and me both, actually. But that I imagine it looks shiny yes. because you've got all the oil that normally ends up on your hairs, which is why you have to wash your hair, and instead it just sort of gives your head a lovely polish. Very good, James. Oh. Very good. I'll take that. I'll take that too, Roy. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, James. Thank you. What a lovely debut from Roy, giving me my first round of applause of the week. I'd rather give them to you, by the way, but if I, if I know the answer, I'll always have a pop at it. Joanna's in Slough. Joanna, question or answer? Answer. Carry on. Um, horses do sleep standing up. Um, uh, they have a ligament in the back of their leg called a check ligament, which locks, which um, prevents them from falling over when they fall asleep. Um, so they can sleep standing up, but they do lay down and go to sleep, but only for short periods of time. Do, do they do that because they're tired, or do they do that... Uh, they do it... ...to molt and to sort of scratch their backs and stuff like that, and to cool down when it's hot and to warm up when it's cold, that sort of thing. Yeah, they will lay down more if they're out in the field surrounded by friends. It's, a pres it's sort of like a security thing. Which is why I've um, seen it in the New Forest. Yes, so you'll have some standing up, looking, looking, keeping guard, and some laying down and sleeping. But there'll always be one on the lookout. Uh, qualifications? Uh, horse riding instructor. And the question was, do horses ever get tired of standing up? The answer to that is probably no. No, because the ligament locks into place, which allows them to go to sleep standing up. So, so it's not putting any stress on... On, on their it's legs. It's almost like their legs become chair legs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? I'm, try, I'm trying to sound knowledgeable. I'm trying to sound enlightened on this. So it's, they're not chair legs, they're horses' legs. Uh, Joanna, I think you've earned a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. There'll be nothing without you. It's uh, coming up to quarter past 12. Uh, and I've got a Twitter mystery hour question, which by complete coincidence, because uh, Christy uh, put it on Twitter a couple of days ago, involves tattoos, which we were talking about in the last hour. I'll share that with you after this. This is LBC. 20 minutes after 12, few phone lines free now, 0345 is the number to call. If, if you've tried to get your question on and, and if you've already got through, don't ring again, OK? So if, you, if you've tried to get through and failed, have another crack now on 0345 uh, With questions uh, that haven't been asked or answers to these questions, and some query about whether my bald head answer was correct... Uh, Ian has, has, has tweeted to say, OK, then, if that's why, then why aren't bald heads greasy? To which the answer is, well, they are quite greasy. Or the greasy excess grease gets washed off by rainfall. And, and the air's there, drying it all the time. But the essential shininess will be caused by the grease coming out of the pores. The sebum, I think it's called. And the, the, the bald heads that are a bit more matte than gloss, this just means that you're producing less sebum than the other... Um, fella next to you with the shiny head. But uh, if you want a steward's inquiry on that, you're going to have to bring some medical or scientific knowledge to the table. Why don't dogs do furballs? And I'm going to give you Christie's question, which is this week's Twitter mystery hour for the benefit of people who listen more to the podcast than they do to the live show. And it ties in with the conversation we were having about 
um, tattoos in the last hour. Christie's question is, if all cells renew themselves, except brain cells, that's, I think, uh, a true, if all of your cells renew themselves, apart from brain cells, how do tattoos last? I, I think I know the answer to that one, but I'm not going to give it. I'm going to let you, okay? So that, that's, that's the Twitter mystery hour question for the benefit of podcast listeners. Back to 12.22 on Thursday. Brian's in St. Albans. Brian, question or answer? It's a question. Carry on. Why does frosted glass go clear when you make it wet? Because the water fills in all the sort of points of diffraction. Oh, does it? Well, it, you're not... You, I'll, I, ta- I'll take your word for I it. I sense you're going to take my word for that, at which point I'll probably try and sell you a second-hand car, Brian. <laughs> I don't... I, no, I, I presume it's something to do with the water changing the, the, the diffraction of the, of the glass, but I, I don't know, mate. I'm sorry for trying to answer a question i'm not quite qualified to comment on why does frosted glass go clear when it's wet let's get an answer for brian in st albans while we talk to jeff in chigwell jeff question or answer got a question please yes um is there any naturally occurring blue food not blueberries because they're not blue what are they then well they're sort of they're not blue well no but what are they it's like a like a black color more purple blacky purple purpley black well, it might be blue. It might be a shade of blue. There's lots of different shades of blue. No, but I think this is a, 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 a... I've been thinking about phrases, and I can't think of one. And like a naturally occurring food. Yeah. In its naturally natural... occurring blue food that we eat. In its natural state. Yeah. Blue well, food. Yeah. Mm. Can I have a think? You can. All right, you stay there. I could tell a joke or something. Can't, I can't... I've got nothing. A blue, I've got nothing at all. Blueberry, you're right. It's not. It's not blue in a, in any recognisable sense. About a juice that goes blue. Would you like to know a quite unpleasant fact about blue food? Um, there isn't one. No, there, well, there is, but it's, it's it's synthetically created. But would you like to know the unpleasant fact about it, as discovered by my six-year-old, to her it, to her eternal, eternal delight? Yeah. If you eat blue ice cream in Baskin and Robbins. Jeff. Yeah. Turns your poo blue. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's something I won't try then. And it proves the point of mystery, yeah, that every week you'll learn something that you didn't know before. Yeah. But I, 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 so that doesn't count. What would be blue ice cream? It's bubblegum flavour, I think, but that, that's obviously yeah, not a na- yeah. naturally occurring. Yeah, I know there's a, there's a thing called blue lobster, but it's not blue when you're... Oh! I've got one. Well, it's not blue when? Huh? When is it not blue? Uncooked. Yeah. Uh, the same with some prawns. They're blue. There you go. Bag. No, that's a naturally occurring br- blue food. Yeah, but it's not, it's not blue when we eat it. It would be if you had sushi, lobster sushi. Wait, would you eat the shell? I eat the shell of prawns off the barbecue. Yeah, you wouldn't eat a lobster shell, though. Well, you'd struggle, I grant you. But prawns yeah. are blue as well. That's mm. not good enough, is it? That's not what no. you're looking for. No. All right, Jeff. I mean, how many years have you been puzzling over this, uh, do you think? A couple of years, couple probably of years. more. Yeah. Some species of lobster are blue. We've had that, but we're rejecting it as not being quite what we're looking for. Eddie's in Orsa. Eddie, question or answer? Uh, question, James. Right, okay, mate. Um, yeah, I, I just wonder, with all the different dictionaries and yeah. uh, all, the, all the new words that get into the internet dictionaries, who says it? Who has the final say on how a word is spelt? You, would you mean if you've got rival dictionaries, who says it? No, I mean, uh, I mean, 
uh, uh, it's, it's, it's all normally the Oxford Dictionary, that, that yeah. is the, the sort of big dictionary. But then once a word goes in there and then it goes filters through to, the, uh, to all the other... Yeah, they all follow the lead of the Oxford English Dictionary. Yeah, but who at the Oxford Dictionary has the final say on how that word is spelt? There's, there's a committee of people. I, I've interviewed one of them in the past. There's a committee of people who decide what gets in and therefore will also be deciding how it's spelt. I mean, what else, what, what else could it be, really? Well, I don't know. I just wonder, is there, like, a position? Is there a man in a room or a woman doesn't in a Susie room? Dent, just... Doesn't Susie Dent of Countdown also work for the Oxford English Dictionary? I think she does, yeah. I think that is people like Susie Dent is the answer to your question. <laughs> Believe it or not, I think, it, I think that is actually the answer. It's, there's a committee of people that, that just... That, do, you, so, do you need more, or are you going to take that? I think you might need more, mightn't you? I might need more. I mean, I'm... I'll, I'll, I sort of want there to be an overlord with a stamp. And I, I'd get someone with a rubber stamp going, boom, that's how you spell yeah. it. That's it, yeah. I'll tell you what would be great, that's if it. that was Susie Dent, how good would that be? <laughs> it would be brilliant, yeah. She keeps yeah. a little rubber stamp behind the table at Countdown. <laughs> Eddie, I shall find out Who has the last word on a new word? That's it. Quite pithy, that. We like it. Thank you, Eddie. 27 after 12. Steve is in Chingford. Steve, question or answer? Um, answer. Come on, then. Uh, please. Yeah, it's the first time on here as well, by the way. All right. Thank you every morning as well. Oh, bless you, mate. Uh, You're very welcome. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, the furball question. Yeah. Well, cat gets furballs because its tongue's rougher and it's like little needles stick up. So when it licks his fur, yeah. it pulls the hairs out, whereas dog's tongue's more smoother. So there's simply more hair going down a cat's neck than there is going down a dog's? Yeah, if it's like sandpaper, the tongue. It's, like, but it, it's backwards, like, the, uh, on the tongue, it's like, hey, but the dog's is smooth. That's what I think, anyway. Qualifications? A window fitter. Have you got dogs and cats? I used to, but they both died. Lucky and Sparky, they, uh, they died, so I know. So no, well, oh, mate, I'm sorry to hear about that. Well, were they both, you had two <laughs> dogs, did you, or two cats? Well, one dog, one cat. Well, was Lucky the he, cat or the dog? Uh, the dog was lucky. What did he, he die of? What did, what? Uh, he, he got lost. He got out once and got lost. So wasn't that, wasn't, wasn't that lucky then? <laughs> yeah, <I'm> not... <laughs> uh, I think you, I think Sp you're right. Sparky, I think... Sparky, yeah. Sparky died of old age. I'm sorry to hear that. I, uh, I think you've got yourself a round of applause, Steve. I think, I think it will just be the amount of fur going down the throat of the animal. And you're right. When your cat licks you, it's a really sort of sandpapery experience. And when your do dog yeah. licks you, it's a slimy experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, fair play to Lucky and Sparky, Steve. They've earned you a round of applause. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. What a glorious debut on the programme, mate. Thank you. It's coming up to half past 12. You're listening to uh, James O'Brien on LBC. What else still needs an answer? The dictionary. Who has the last word on the spelling of a new word? Is there any blue food? Why does frosted glass go clear when it's wet? And why are tattoos... Why don't tattoos disappear, given that our cells are constantly regenerating and replacing themselves? I like this a lot. Are we going to squeeze... Alice, I'll come to you first after the news, I think, if I may. And uh, after Alice, of course, it could be you. You know the number by now. And we don't, unfortunately, have room for um, inclusion of emails and texts during Miss Jack because the phones are so busy. But I do read them all, and, uh, and a, lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them make me laugh. It's coming up to half past 12. You are listening to James O'Brien's Mystery Hour on LBC. <laughs> 
26 minutes to one. Uh, Miss Jerry's underway. Who has the last word on a new word in the dictionary? Are there any blue foods? Why does frosted glass go clear when it's wet? And how come tattoos don't disappear over time, given that all our cells except our brain cells regenerate? If you can answer any of those, I'll give you the money myself. Alice is in Kent. Alice, question or answer? It's an answer. Carry um, on, Alice. Blue foods. Yeah. Um, the inside of a very popular brand of ginger has a blue ring, which is naturally occurring. It's called blue ring ginger. If you go to they didn't work very hard on ginger. that name. They didn't work very hard no, on they that didn't. <laughs> Blue Ring Ginger. I've never heard of that. Go on. Blue Ring Ginger. So if you go to like a local uh, Sainsbury's or another popular store, of nine course. times out of ten you would be getting Blue Ring Ginger. Um, well, I d- I d- oddly, I use ginger a lot when I'm cooking and I've never noticed the Blue Ring. But oh, I'll take really? your word for it. I'll take your word for it. The only reason why I know is because I, when I was younger, I worked at, uh, at Sainsbury's and I used to have a lot of complaints from people who thought it was mould. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Maybe that's the mistake I've made, actually, in the past. So we've got a, a type of ginger. I sense that you haven't finished. Um, well, I mean, it depends on how, how you view it, really. But most carrots originally are purple in colour. Yeah, but that's not blue. Bluish. Same with the salad um, potato. They're purple. They look more like a beetroot than they do like an actual blue. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, but I mean, that's as far as, as my knowledge goes on it, yeah. What about a blue sweet corn? Have you ever seen a blue sweet corn? I haven't seen a blue I'm sure sweet I saw corn. a blue sweet corn in Thailand once, but maybe on closer examination it would actually have been purple. And Mrs O'Brien's going through a funny phase where we've got, we had nasturtiums growing in the garden over, over the summer, and you can chuck them in a salad. I bet you could grow a blue nasturtium if you set your mind to it. I reckon so. Alice, you're, you're, you're in, but I'm just going to have a word with John in Cheltenham to see if you have to share it. John, what have you got? Oh, hi, James. Um, I think Stilton, um, or, 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 or any other type of blue cheese. Edible mould. Like Edible mould yeah. is blue, and it's a food. Yeah, yeah. Alice, yeah. that's pretty strong. That's, that's yeah. strong, most definitely. Not just as yeah. a cheese, but also as an answer. What about blue whale? <laughs> now you're just being silly, John. Why did you do that? Why because did people, people do eat blue whale? Yeah, but the bit you eat's not blue, is it? Um, I don't know. I've never eaten no, it. No, leave but... the whale. Go back to the cheese. Leave the whale out of it. Oh, forget the whale. Just, just, just forget about the, the whale. Just, <laughs> just concentrate on the cheese. Why did you bring a whale into it? You're doing so well with the cheese, man. Yeah, I, I had that as my backup part, just in case. <laughs> but, uh, okay. okay, this is for both of you then. Alice and John, well played. They are both blue foods. There's a, there's a mushroom as well, many of you have told me, that it, it, it's popular in China, a sort of tubular, a blue cup fungi, which may be edible, but one that definitely is. There's a blue mushroom that definitely is edible. And ling cod from, uh, I love it when I get messages like this. I, just, I love the idea of you having this on. What sort of lecture are you in, Thomas? I can't call James, I'm in a lecture. But ling cod is naturally blue. I know this from my work experience in a two Michelin starred Chinese restaurant. Is it blue after it's been cooked, though? Anyway, the answer was, are there any? And the question was, are there any? And the answer to that is clearly yes. John is in Parliament Square. John, question or answer? It's a question, James. Carry um, on. I was just wondering about evolution. If people started flapping their arms about now, yeah. over time, would they gain the ability to fly? Uh, 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 I don't quite follow. Well, you know, if people wanted to start flying. Yeah, but they do. We do, don't we? Yeah, but not with your arms. No, not with your arms. So, you, what, you think evolu- you might, in, an evolutionary change in the course of a single lifetime, so if you flapped your arms enough, eventually you might take off? <laughs> no. No, no. Thousands of years. Like a quarter but, but, but flapping your arms isn't, some, isn't a genetically inheritable trait, is it? No, but, you know, in your mind, if you want to fly. 
You mean like if you believe you can fly? Yeah. I, I mean, the, I, I'm not, I don't know if you're yanking my chain a bit, mate, but I don't want to accuse you of that in case you're not. No. I thought it was a good question. If we started flapping our arms now, would we, over generations, eventually <laughs> develop the ability to fly? And you, and you thought that was a good question? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I mean, all I can do is give you a completely definitive answer to that, which is... Sure. No. Okay. All right? Okay. Well, mind how you go. You too. I'm a little nervous about you being in charge of a vehicle, John, frankly. <laughs> Wayne's in Basildon. Wayne, what have you got? Uh, it's an answer. Come on, then. Um, the frosted glass question. Yeah. It was answered uh, a couple of years ago on Mystery Hour. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you need to get out more. <laughs> well, what it is, frosted glass, is you get frosted glass by sort of like roughly sanding the, the top surface of it. So when you introduce water to that sanded surface, you take away the impurities and it takes on the transparency of the water. So that's why it goes transparent when you put water on it. That's what I said. Oh, I wasn't listening. I was doing a job. All right. But I probably knew it for the same reason you do. I mean, I've got more of an excuse than you to have listened to every mystery hour in history, but I have, and, and that, is, that is what I said. I said yeah, that but this, this just the water, the water fills in the gaps in the glass, is what I said. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. I'm oh. sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear your answer. Well, so we go, do you want to go halves? Um, well, after the last hour, that was, that was painfully beautiful. Well, when I mentioned that some of my closest friends are heavily tattooed, I didn't mean you. Oh, okay. Although yeah. you are heavily tattooed. Yeah, well, I don't want to share it now. <laughs> well, I'll take it all for myself then, Wayne. No. <laughs> uh, are you going to no pressure on Sunday? I will be, yes. Good man, because you, you know I'm not there. Yeah, I know, it's going to be much better. That, that, thank you. Presented by Kevin Day at the, at the Phoenix on Sunday, it will be much better than it usually is. So if you've, if you've liked the idea of the co comedy current affairs show that I do on a monthly basis, but couldn't stomach the notion of another hour and a half in my company, this is the week to get down there. And you get to meet Wayne in Basildon, you know him, he's about six foot six, covered in muse tattoos, stands at the bar, hoping people will buy him a drink on the strength of his very, very dubious second-hand LBC mystery, our celebrity. Tracy's in Hemel Hempstead. Tracy, question or answer? It's a question, please, James. Yes. So, when when women are in close proximity with each other, sometimes yeah. their their monthly cycle mm. will sync. So you end up being like all being synchronized. Uh, synchronized. Syn yes. yes. You all being you all end up being synchronized with your with your monthly. With so I, I did um I was in a show where there was four of us, four girls that all we were in this show together, and we we um. We lived with each other, yes. worked with each other, and we just all ended up having our period at the same time. It was just, and why is that? What is happening in your body? And how how, how disparate were they when you started? When 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 you? How, I mean, were they all quite oh, far apart when it began? When the show? Yeah, went? yeah, they were all different. Yeah, they were all different, but just slowly, we ended up just sort of think, uh, synchronizing. Up. And did three yeah, people? Did three people come on? line with the other person did it sort of did three of you sort of fall into place with one person or was it impossible to work out how it had i, I can't i can't really remember i think well, it was also it'd be quite an odd thing to start trying to establish wouldn't it yeah, yeah i didn't yeah. really looked into it in such what sort of show was it you were doing oh we just um we were all singing in in the show um uh back in a few, a few years ago at center park oh lovely yeah, yeah. I like that. And, and I've heard this before from boarding schools and, and, and just from, you know, mothers and daughters in, in a house. Why do menstrual cycles synchronise? Yeah, it's 
fascinating. It isn't is it? fascinating. I, I wonder if people know the answer. I wonder if it's one of those things nobody ever knows. Nobody ever. Oh, well, I hope somebody so, does. It's only Thank one way to find out. Oh, it's my pleasure entirely, Tracy. Twelve forty-two. Why do menstrual cycles synchronize? That's a perfectly uh, informative way of putting the question, isn't it? Uh, John's in Docklands. John, question or answer? It's a question. Carry on. Okay. Um, all modes of transport have seatbelts. Yeah. Why do buses not have seatbelts? Yes, yeah, all right. That's just sort of rattling through my brain to wonder why we've never had that before. Because it's, yeah. it's why do buses not have seatbelts? Hassle. Well, you need to get on and off safe, quickly. Safety first. Safety first. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go that fast. I mean, I sh- yeah, but if you have a collision, still. And a big coach on the motorway doesn't have a seatbelt either, does it? Or does it? It's years since yeah, I travelled no, by National coach, Express. Coaches have uh, seatbelts. Oh, do they? So is the bus yeah. short journeys? I think the answer will be convenience, and the bus would actually, if you had to wait for. Uh, why am I trying to answer it? We'll find out from a bus driver. Why don't buses have seatbelts? You're on. Ah, our first professor of the afternoon. This is Professor Smith, professor of robotics at the University of Middlesex, calling from Manor Park. Question or answer, Professor Smith? It's an answer. Carry on. It's to the evolution question. I thought I'd done that. I thought I nailed that one, Prof. Well... Go on, then. uh, Not very scientific. It was a yes-no answer. Will we evolve to fly if we start flapping our wings? The answer is no. Absolutely right, but I thought you might want to know why. Go on, then. Um, You get... um, You can can only have small changes in evolution. Incremental. uh, And if that tiny change helps you survive and reproduce then that's going to stay in the uh, DNA. But yep. if it doesn't, um, it then it will, you will die out. So it, it's got to help you reproduce or live longer uh, for it to um, to stay in the system. To, you to can't be inherited. Stay there because it, you want it to. No, it has to provide you with a demonstrable uh, reproductive advantage. Yeah. yeah. Shall we share one? I think so. I do too. Thank you very much. Oh, qualifications, just to remind us. No, it's not got uh, a lot to I do with watch, robotics, has it? <laughs> I just watch every single science programme that has ever been on television, if I can. Well, there you go. Can't say fairer than that. Uh, Simon's in Twickenham. Simon, question or answer? It's a question, actually. Yes. Something that pops up with a uh, friend of mine. Hmm. Um, how many humans does it take to actually start the race as we know it, as the human race? Hey. Um, if we go back to some beliefs of Adam and Eve, yeah, which is two people. Now, if there was only two people to start with, those offspring, if they were to mate with each other, it's how could we say undesirable? The the um, the offspring wouldn't be very well people. So, how many people would it actually take to create the human race? What? Okay, how many how many humans would yeah, it take yeah. to start to start the human race off? Unless, of course, we're all mentally unwell. Because if you take two animals and they they actually mate with each other, if the brother and sister mate, often the mother does. Ah, uh, you mean yeah? But that 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 likelihood dilutes with every generation. You see. Uh, well. You do have a you do have a common root. All human beings do actually have a common root. But I think you've you've got this sort of hereditary uh, genetic disorder. You've put the cart before the horse because establishing a species would be independent of, of of hereditary genetic disorders. It's only now that we have the luxury of saying you know don't don't have sex with your 
cousin or, or, or even a sibling. Y- yeah, but then, of course, if, if that was... I just want to check something with the producer. Did you understand this question when you put it through? Yeah, how many No, people? not you. I know you did. I'm just checking uh, with the producer. Did you understand this question when you put... All right, apparently she did. So I'll have a word with her during the break. Carry on. Try again, Simon. OK. Um, there is a perception that, I mean, some people believe... No, look, forget a... about the hereditary genetic disorders. That's a complete red herring. I just... I, I, I want to know what the, what the question is. How many, how many humans does it take to start... to actually start the human race as we know it today? One. One human. Yeah. Without the scriptures. But why do I know? Listen, when I say when I say forget about hereditary genetic disorders, I also say forget about scriptures because I mean there, there aren't many scientists who would support the idea that they're relevant to the origins of the species. So if only one human actually started the race, so yes. How is it we can't reproduce but that one human? Because we're not reproducing ourselves, it takes two to reproduce. Yes, so but how, that, that, that one human would have reproduced with something that, for the purposes of this conversation, we'll describe as subhuman, but pass on to the offspring the genetic improvement which rendered them human. And from that point on, all the offspring inherit that genetic improvement, and then they mate, and their children have it, and the, 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 if you want to call humanity a genetic improvement, the first person to have it and remember it's a genetic accident that happens to give you an advantage as oddly professor martin explained in the context of the question about flying that that think of it as like a baton that multiplies with every generation and gets passed on to every child and grandchild and great-grandchild and great-great-great-grandchild of that original being who was more evolved than everybody else in their species So how many humans is it? So you're saying one human can actually start... It's one genetic improvement constitutes a change of species, if it's big enough. So the point at which humanity was created, the point at which Homo sapiens came from whatever came before, will be one human inheriting that trait, or not inheriting, one human developing, displaying that trait, and then passing it on to every progeny that followed. I can't really say any clearer than that how did that one human come to be though by by accident that's what evolution is a genetic accident that gives you an advantage in the reproductive stakes over everybody else competing for the same mates like opposable thumbs mm, i'm not i think not I, I, yeah I, I, I as i say I, I can't do any more than that really are you a religious man no not at all it was just Purely, it was just a question of how I mean, that, that, the, the fundamental basis of evolution is a tiny change that gives you an advantage over every, every other creature that you're competing with. So a human is a fluid term, but in the context of your question, I'll go 99% that my answer is pretty, pretty comprehensive. I hope that doesn't sound cocky, but I'll take a round of applause after this. It's 12.54, so I, we're very, very short of time. We'll go to answers first. Uh, we may not have time for any more questions. Earl's in Watford. Earl, what have you got? I've run up to get my definitive round of applause, James. Oh, don't don't count your chickens, uh, my friend. <laughs> the seatbelts on buses. Yes. I believe they're exempt. Um, when I was doing my training many moons back, I recall reading somewhere that if a vehicle stops more than ten times within a mile, it's exempt from seatbelts. Oh, that's pretty good. What, well, were, you tra- what were you training at? Hang on. What were you training at? 
bus driver. <laughs> That's just as well, isn't it? And and isn't there isn't isn't there a rule for some cabbies as well that they, they don't? Have uh, not too certain on cabs, but I believe that uh, includes postal vans as well. Because you're hopping in and out all the time. In the yes. case of a bus, the passenger is. In the case of a postal van, the postman is. Uh, you're right, mate. I think you've nailed it. I think you got yourself a round of applause. Thank you. No, thank you. Very, very, very well played. Um, what else do we still need? Uh, the, 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 do you know what? It looks like the menstrual cycle thing might be an urban myth, but we need someone to explain that to us. Uh, Nicola is in Benfleet. Nicola, question or answer? Answer. To which one? To the tattoo question. Why does the tattoo stay forever, given that our skin cells presumably are constantly regenerating? Basically, when you get a tattoo, it goes beneath the first layer of skin in between... I don't really know the technical names or anything, so you have to bear with me there. Probably throw in an epidermis, and then people will believe you. There you go, there, epidermis. So So it gets put under there, that's where the ink should be, and what happens is your body thinks that it's a foreign object, which obviously it is. Mm. So the white blood cells come along and eat the ink, but they can't then do anything with it because it's too big right. to do anything. So they just get stuck and suspended and they can't go anywhere. That's it. <laughs> uh, to, to just run that by me again. Is it so so, so the, 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 it's below so the skin. So there's two layers of skin, the epidermis and the dermis, yeah? Hey, hey, don't you? There you go, there you go. <laughs> so, the ink gets put in between those two layers. The reason that it can't disappear is your body thinks that it's a foreign object. So, the white blood cells try to get rid of it by eating it. Right. Like each individual thing, particle. Yeah. Yeah, it's they like eating. eat us. I guess that's, yeah, right, I guess right. that's how they, what, whatever the white blood cells do, but like engulfing it or something like that. Yeah. And then because it's such a big particle, it can't actually then go anywhere because it's been eaten by part of your body to try and get rid of it, but then it's trapped because it's too big. I'd, I'd leave out the okay. eating. Just say it's it's it's, it's <laughs> under it's under the skin. So uh, and it's yeah, stuck. but it's something to do with the white. Blood yeah, but that's where that's that where you're losing your thread a bit, or you're losing me, right? No, no you're not, losing no, me. No. You're losing me, not your thread. <laughs> not your thread. eating is a it's a it's a confusing verb to use in this context. Right. Well, what word would you use then? Well, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Do well, I? There you go. Well, I doubt the scientists say eating. <laughs> if you had a scientist on, I doubt he'd say. And the, and the white blood cells eat the eat the ink, the tattoo ink. They eat it. Absorb it. Ah. Oh well. Have a round of applause. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, hang on. No, wait. I just stop it. Stop it. Rewind it. What are your qualifications? What are your qualifications? Um. I I asked a tattoo artist. Did he say eat? He probably said something worse than eat. <laughs> uh, absorb. Uh, right, you're right. No, you've got it. you got your round of applause. Well played. And that makes sense as well, actually. So we've done the seatbelts. We haven't done the dictionary. Are we about two Henrys in Bermondsey? Question or answer, Henry? Answer, James. I hope to get my first round of applause. Carry on. Uh, it's the dictionary question, the spelling question. Yes. I asked this question to my English literature teacher, uh, Sebastian Blockley, when I was at school. Splendid. Um, and he said that um, there's an international body based around the world, mostly in English-speaking countries, but also in foreign language-speaking countries, yes. called the Oxford Dictionary Corpus, or the Oxford English Corpus, and yes. I can't remember which. Um, could it be the Oxford monitor. English Dictionary Corpus? It could have been both. Yes. It could even have included all. Yes. Um, they monitor all of the spoken and written English in their region, uh, and I, I would imagine today they have a, a much harder job. Sure. Um, then they uh, they get together once a year, discuss what they've heard and 
read and written themselves, and they put forward suggestions for new words, and those are decided by a small group within the body. Round of applause. Quickly, we're out of time. Well played, Henry. That's it for another week. We'll do Mystery Hour again next... Oh, actually, I'm away next Thursday, but I'll be here tomorrow morning from 10. I hope hope to hear and see you. I'm James O'Brien. This is LBC. Here's Julia Hartley-Brewer. Thank you.